Mario Yamasaki, who's no longer with the UFC, was the officiator over that fight. Now, is he no longer because of that fight? Um, No, he's no longer because of a fight after that. It was uh, two female fighters, and one was beating the living piss out of the other one. I mean, like, a hundred unanswered strikes, ground strikes, and... He didn't stop the fight, and his reasoning was he was giving her the uh, he was giving her the opportunity to be a warrior, but that's oh, not his job. Wow. He's not a right. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not a. <laughs> so wow. So yeah. So that he that was chick, definitely your referee. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, listen, when you're doing stuff like that, I mean, yeah, sign him up for all the fights that I love to see, because. You know, sometimes I feel all like all the title fights. Yeah, all the title fights, definitely. Because sometimes I feel like a fight, you know, uh, gets cut a little short. Round one, and we're back with another exciting episode of the Round One Podcast. This is Joshua. This is your boy Lou with some exciting MMA news. And as Lou said, we have some exciting MMA news. This should be a pretty short episode, but man, was UFC 239 such a wild card that news after news after news kept coming out. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just so much, so much following all of the, um, all of the events of UFC 239. I mean, it was a massive car. It uh, it came on International Fight Weekend. You had two title fights with Amanda Nunes and Holly Holmes. John Jones, uh, um, well, Amanda Nunes defended her belt against Holly Holmes. John Jones defended his belt against Tiago. Uh, what's his last name? Tiago Santos. Santos. <clears throat> but um, but even besides all of that, you had an amazing uh, card, amazing fight leading up to the two title fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, the knockout win of, with um, Jan uh, Blokovich over uh, Luke Rockhold, and also the five-second knockout win of Jorge Masvidal over Ben Askren. So, just an amazing card. And you know, anytime you get, um, anytime you get wins like that, it really kind of just reshapes the division. So, starting from the bottom, now we're here. Um, starting from the bottom, <laughs> um, you have. Uh, you definitely have a a, um, a new contender in the welterweight division in Michael Chiesa. Um, very excited to I, you know I give him a lot of slack, but because of his size and his ground skills, I don't feel as though that we, he was a uh, he got a chance to properly display display everything. I mean, clearly he showed how good he is on the ground, but it does leave some questions. I'm not going to say I put an asterisk next to it, even though in also, my mind I do. But I think. Um I don't know if we actually discussed it um, on the last episode, on the last UFC episode, but um, a lot of your issue uh, from Kessa actually comes from the weight cutting, right? Going down to the 155. Well, he was he was always bigger, and he mm-hmm. weight cut to get down to 155 mm-hmm. to you know have a, a size advantage over um, other opponents. Now that Very that normal. that's that's right, which, which is normal, and that's not really where. That's not really where my animosity too much came. I don't have any animosity, but that's not where my dislike as a fighter came from him. Um, I didn't like, I didn't like how he handled the loss against Kevin Lee. Um, it was a lot of trash talk. It was a lot of bad blood leading up to that. The fight only lasted a couple of minutes into the first round, and he seemed to be 
you know, choked unconscious or at least fading. Um, it was definitely more decisive than what um, Ben Askren did to Robbie Lawler. Mm. And then, you know, Robbie Lawler took it like a G on the chin mm. and was like, let's get back to work. Michael Chiesa, just, it was just wine. And, you know, Mario Yamasaki, who's no longer with the UFC, was the officiator over that fight. Now, is he no longer because of that fight? Um, no, he's no longer okay. because of a fight after that. It was uh, two oh. female fighters. <clears throat> I, I don't know the exact fight, but it was two female fighters. And one was beating the living piss out of the other one. I mean, like 100 unanswered strikes, ground strikes. And he didn't stop the fight. And his reasoning was he was giving her the, uh, he was giving her the opportunity to be a warrior. But that's oh, not his job. Wow. He's not a right. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not a. <laughs> so wow. So yeah. So that he that was chick, definitely your referee. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, listen, when you're doing stuff like that, I mean, yeah, sign him up for all the fights that I love to see, because you know sometimes he gets I feel all like all the title fights. Yeah, all the title fights, definitely. Because sometimes I feel like a fight, you know, uh, gets cut a little short. But um, you got Michael Chiesa. Now I want to. Uh, I did just, like uh, I did like um, I saw a lot more footage while you gather yourself on mm -hmm. Kiesa um, I, I saw a whole whole lot more footage um, from this card of the behind the scenes you know like uh, in the middle of fights uh, either fighters that just fought or um, fighters that are getting ready to fight on next cards mm -hmm. they they're doing interviews most of the time, you got to go watch that that news organization. I think uh, I saw TSN uh, was one of the ones that was interviewing um, Izzy Adesanya. Mm -hmm. um, you have to go watch them uh, in order to catch that you know immediate post fight interview type thing. Um, but I, because of um, Jorge's knockout, uh, a lot of that, because you got raw reaction from Michael Chiesa, you got raw reaction from uh, Izzy Adesanya. Um, it was good. It was it was very interesting to, to, you know, see all that stuff on social media. It doesn't normally hit my page, you know. Yeah. And I, I would rather watch, you know, these interviews, but I typically don't have the time to, unfortunately. I mean, it was, just come back <clears throat> it was just back. <laughs> it was just such a big, and I, I, I try my best to watch, all the interviews, you know, not all the interviews, but I try my best to watch, you know, as many interviews as 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 I can, I, you know, just for just for my own, just just as a fan, you know what I mean. I just like to see what's what's in, in the mind of a fighter. It's funny because uh, a lot of times I pick my favorite fighters not just based off of their performance in the octagon, but based but also based off of their warrior mindset or whatever their mindset is, you know, just how authentic it is, you know, to see if they're, you know, to see if they're. Uh, if they're trying to change it up for you know for for publicity or to get more fame or whatever, I, I just really like an authentic thug, man, an authentic fighter. And you, that doesn't mean that you got to walk around and act like a gangster, like you know, or any of that stuff. You can be the nicest guy, like Sage Northcutt, but just be the nicest guy all the time. But when you get inside the octagon, bang, you know what I mean. So, um, I I, so, I do watch so those for that. So how did you how do you feel about um how do you feel about Jones's thing then where a lot of people say, you know, the the mantra that he was bringing before his, you know, uh, his three incidents, that it was more of a of a show than it was who he truly was. Um, I I don't agree with it. Um, 
I don't agree with it. And I think that the reason why Jones gets so much slack is the reason why most public Christians get so much slack. Um, Jones was 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 publicly, uh, you know, a, a believer. You know, what I'm saying he, you know, he 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 was, you know, he he was he was a Christian. So um, that was his religion. That was his belief. That's the uh, the morals and the things that that he tried to uphold. But just because you believe in Christ doesn't mean that you're perfect. And just because you're a Christian or you know, what I'm saying doesn't believe does doesn't mean that you're you know that you're above making mistakes or above sin. Um, I think that all he all he was doing is putting out there, putting out positivity and trying his best to be professional and hide some of the bull crap that was in his everyday life. He was a young kid on a huge platform. His father's a preacher. Um, his mother before, you know, rest her soul. His mother was a, a very respectable woman also. And I don't think that he was trying to do them any disservice or shame and just being, res, 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 you know, respectful. But off the camera, he was a wild boy. I mean, my father's a preacher, so I, I understand how it is to, and I, I think that's the reason why Jones always resonated with me more, because I understand that that struggle, that balance to be yourself, but also you know that the eyes of the world is, you know, or not the eyes of the world for me, but the eyes of other people is watching you and holding you to a higher standard just because of what you profess that you believe. But, you know, just because, you, you like, listen, there are doctors who are doctors, right? And they know everything about the human body. They know what the human body, you know, needs. They know what the human body should do and what it doesn't do. But yet, when it's a, uh, but yet in the middle of the day, they will go outside and take a smoke break. Does that mean that that doctor is any less of a doctor than any other doctor? No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? You know, just because you know, doesn't mean that you're always going to do. Everybody knows good and bad you know i don't think that just because you claim yourself to be a christian means that you sh that, that 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 means you're perfect i think that that's just accepting that you have flaws and trying to be perfect but um i think jones just realized that you know whatever you know his walk is his walk and that the best and I, I had to realize this in my own personal walk that who you are is who you are and it's not what people think you are it's not what you want to be it's who you are every day and the best way to change and grow is to accept your flaws and to work uh, towards perfecting them so I don't think Jones was acting fake I think Jones was acting professional and I don't think people receive that you know what I mean like yo just because you talk nice you know what I'm saying? But you really just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, look at look at how many rappers, um, when you listen to an album, like even 50 or somebody like that, like 50, you know what I'm saying? He's a businessman. When you listen to 50's album, when you listen to Many Men, or when you listen to all his older stuff, you know, back when G-Unit was heavy, do you think that's the same 50 that walked into the 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 um, <clears throat> the, uh, the Coca-Cola, uh, 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 you know, boardroom when he was trying to sell vitamin water? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? That's like a, there's that. a time, like you, brought that around. you know, there's yeah. a, t there's a time and a place just because you're a gangster that you, you can, you can put on a suit and you can tuck some stuff to the side. So I don't, I don't get the slack. I don't like, I don't like the slack because I don't like how anybody who it, it's, it's, if I come out my mouth and say, I'm, I'm a piece of trash or I'm a piece of crap, then <clears throat> everybody's like, yeah, me too. And it's all just good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't say nothing. I don't care. But if I come out my mouth and say I'm a Christian, but yet I'm still, that doesn't mean that I'm not a piece of crap. All that means is I'm a piece of crap that believes that I can change and be more. That's all that that's, that's all that means. But um, not to because I definitely want to get back on that Jones thing. It's a lot to um, just to, you know, talk about with the whole Jones fight and everything. 
But um, I was just, I had the Rankins in front of me. That's what I was pulling up with, with mm. Kiesa. Mm -hmm. And the, um, I don't believe that the UFC Rankins has updated, but the fight over, which makes sense, the fight over um, Diago Sanchez was his first 170 fight, and it did not crack him into the top 15. So starting at 11, right? Well, starting at 13, um, it's odd because you have a 12 spot missing in the UFC rankings. And I don't know why. Maybe that's where Kiesa, maybe that's where they're going to put Kiesa. I don't know. But um, starting at 13, you have Neil Magley, um, who, who's, you know, who's, who's a good fighter, solid ground game, you know, pretty good stand up. Um, Leon Edwards, who's already scheduled to fight Rafael uh, uh, Dos Anjos. And then, you know, uh, Damian Maya, uh, Robbie Lawler, who's always, always <clears throat> also scheduled to fight uh, rank number two, Kobe Covington. So and then after that, you got Ben Askren. We know that's going to switch around. Um, Jorge Masvidal moved up to rank number three. He's number three in the rankings, which is props to him. Um, I believe that fight should have boosted him up all the way to number one. But I understand that Kobe Covington is a former uh, interim champion, you know, interim title holder and he's never defended or really lost that belt it was just taken from him so i can understand i, I can't really make any arguments besides the just the performance that, that he should be moved up but um looking forward um at michael chiesa i would like to see a better test a bigger test so anthony pettis is ranked number seven and we know that he is fighting uh, Nate, Diaz. Nate Diaz, which is going to be an amazing fight um, on the same card with Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic. So I would say I would like to see uh, Michael Chiesa fight either Neil Magley, ranked at number 13, um, or Santiago Pazanivio. Um Or a third one would be my boy, and he's not even... Uh, He's not even really ranked. Um, Dad, go on. What's what's the boy that we like? He, uh, um, uh, 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 Platinum Mike Perry. Oh yeah. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely want to see. I definitely want to see um, a better, a, a bigger test. I'd rather see him. Uh, I, I like to see his next fight be Neil. Yeah, I, I, I I'm leaning Neil's towards that too. I like to that. Fight. I yeah, actually I, think Neil's about to fight. Is he? Yeah, I really do. Um, For whatever reason. Let's see. Yeah, I'd have to, uh, have to get on there and see. But I, yeah. hmm, either he just fought. Did he just fight? Um, crazy UFC at Rochester. Oh no, he's uh, he was supposed to fight at UFC Rochester, and um, somebody uh, Cranzit steps or Cranzit. I don't know who Kranzit is, but he stepped in to replace Neil. So something happened with Neil. Um, he his last fight was a loss. So man, he lost. He would need I felt like he lost some steam after Damian Maya. I mean, he don't get me wrong. He came back and won three in a row, but still, I just he was on a long fight, uh, a long win streak. If he beat Maya, I think he was actually. Uh, Going to be given a shot for the a close shot for the title. Yeah, his his last fight uh, was actually against um Santiago Pazanivio yeah, all the way back in November. He got of, on that one. Yeah, uh, November of 2018. So 
I would, you know, it's, it's, it's rough to say because, you know, throwing Neil, but Neil... Neil has a uh, Neil has trouble against guys with strong stand up. So maybe against a guy like um, maybe against a guy like a and he's a tall, lanky fighter. So I don't see I don't see Michael Chiesa just being able to wrap him up and do all the things that he was doing to um, a much smaller Diego Sanchez. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, that would give Michael Chiesa a, 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 a better fight. And still a boost if he wins. But if he loses to Anil Magley, then that really does show where he is. Uh, you know what I mean? Where he is and, and, and whether that last fight against Diego Sanchez should have an asterisk on it because of his size. Mm. Um, but if the UFC really wants to give him a push, I would say let him fight against somebody like my, uh, 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 Santiago Ponzinibbio or um, uh, uh, Mike Perry because, you know, he he's a bigger draw, you know. You know what I mean. So that's that's really all I got for um for for the Michael Chiesa uh, fight. And um and before we get on the Ben Askren, I mean uh, 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 Jorge Masvidal and Ben Askren, because there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Even though it's five seconds, it's just so much meat to pick off that bone, right? Mm. Um, just some random news in MMA. Um, Chad, Chad Mendez retired. Um, oh shoot! Yeah, Why Chad Mendez. Oh, now is that like oh I retired or is that like a um, like a Uriah? He might come back a little later. Well, no, he actually retired. Well, he took some time off. He he got uh, popped for a substance, but mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was ruled. I'm not sure because I think he had to sit for like two years. Okay. Um, but I think it was like accidental. Um, but we'll, you know, everybody basically comes out and says it's accidental, right? Unless you caught with the needle in your butt. So, um, but after that, he went away. I, I believe that was right after the Frankie Edgar loss. Mm-hmm. After that, he um, went away for a while. And then I believe he came back and just had a fight recently. And now he's just like, uh, he just posted like, you know what? I, I stepped away from it from, for a little while. I came back and to see if the you know the feelings changed if I got that fire back and he's like I really don't um I'm really more excited about the next phase in my life he's 34 years old he had an 18 and 5 record in the uh, 145 division and um and he fought for the title three times um he's probably one of the best fighters to never uh hold the title um one of the main reasons why is it's crazy because one of the you know one of the guys well the guy who had the belt for the longest in his division was Jose Aldo. Uh, Jose mm-hmm. Aldo yeah. knocked him out by that knee. Even though it's funny, uh, Chad Mendes was actually winning that fight, um, and I believe it was like even the first or second round, and like right at the bell, um, Chad was you know pressuring Aldo for a takedown. And Aldo like kind of like did a scramble and a sweep uh, off the cage, and he spun around and kneed Chad Mendez when uh, Mendez went to kind of like reshoot in, knocked mm. him knocked him right unconscious. Mm. So that was his first loss, and then after that he fought Aldo again. That fight went to decision, was a close fight, and then uh, so those are two legitimate you know title fights. And the third loss that he had was against Conor McGregor, um, but it was on like two weeks notice. It's the fight where uh, Rafael Dos Anjos pulled out because of his foot and right. he stepped in on short notice and he fought um, Conor McGregor for the interim belt so he, he has he has a he has a, a great a great um, great career 
uh, really one of the staples in the 145-pound division. He was really like one of those Joseph Benavidez, um, you know what I mean, John Dotson type of guys that just kept, you know, like nobody else could beat him but, you know, the champion. Um, until, you know, he fought Frankie Edgar, and Frankie mm -hmm. knocked him out, which was a great win for Frankie and very surprising. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, Chad Mendez, amazing fighter, um, you know, mainstay at, at Team Alpha Male, definitely one of the guys that helped, you know, build that that camp up and uh, just an amazing career. So, you know, shout-outs to, to Chad Mendez, Chad Money Mendez, and um, thank you for all the amazing fights that you gave us. Um and, uh, you know, good luck going forward, man, in whatever endeavor that you do, man. Hopefully, you know, we can still see you around, you know, in the UFC or around the UFC doing something. A lot of knowledge there. You know, it would be nice to see if they, you know, could bring him on to do, you know, I don't know, maybe an you know, interview or so here and there about upcoming fights, maybe guys that he's fought. But, you know, who knows? Sometimes people retire and they don't want to be around the, um, the sport. And then you got people like Michael Bisping who retires and, you know, you get a job, you know, at Fox, and you just stay there. You know what I'm saying? And it works out better for you. So, but Chad yeah, Money I mean, Mendez. There's, there's also other organizations yeah. too. So yeah, I don't. I just um, think it's fighting itself. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I, I just don't. I don't think because it's not that the U. It's not. It's not like he's lost like 18 no, and no, five. You know what I mean? So he could no, come that's back. That's not what I'm saying. That's you not know, what I'm, I'm talking about just about commentating. Oh, it's co that. sorry, commentating. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Other organizations that you can get your money and your, yeah. your hands into, like Frank Mir, like Frank, how Frank yeah. Mir got it going. So yeah, yeah. definitely, man. Um, uh, he's over at a ACB. I think he's at ACB, and okay. uh, and then and then he's fighting at Bellator. Um, but okay, he yeah, he's still fighting. ACB. Yeah, so he's like half yeah. one. Frank Mir, man, I remember, I remember, I started watching Frank. I, I started, I, I became um, knowledgeable about Frank Mir because I, I got into MMA watching WEC, and uh, during the time that I started watching the WEC, Frank Mir had suffered his injury from the um, motorcycle accident, so he was in the WEC as a commentator, and it was Frank Mir who really broke down and and broke down the sport to me as a fan. You know, watching it, you know, going through all the different submission transitions, all the different yeah, submissions, a, he's all the a, names. He's an awesome um, commentator. Awesome Amazing. Commentator. Amazing. And then I think his strong jujitsu background, as you were just explaining, yeah. like his ability to name everything and walk you through and see what's coming next. Like that really exactly, yep. puts apart. Mm -hmm. Just the setups. Because if you're watching UFC and you don't understand what's going on, another great help is the video games. It's funny because. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had every single UFC video game training, since. Uh, when they take you through the training, too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, the training and just knowing what positions you have to be in to pull off certain submissions, mm -hmm. how to set them up. Just your ground positions, you know what I mean? Full guard, side, uh, uh, half guard, side control, full mount, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, you know what I mean? And then on the, on the ground, you know what I'm saying? Your, you know, guard, open guard, closed guard, butterfly guard. It's just all those different transitions lead to different submissions. So if you're watching it and you're not knowledgeable about what transmission, what transitions they're in, and what attacks, like you know, the moment that we see somebody going into side control, we're automatically like elbows are coming. You know what I'm saying? Because we right. know that you know you can get a mounted crucifix from side say, control. Yeah, I was gonna say you either got elbows, you got the crucifix, right? You've got uh, the kimuras open, right? Side um, saddle position, kimuras open. You can tie down that arm for kimura americana. It's, uh, it's so many and different now, things. Yeah, I mean. My favorite and uh, 
Phil. What's his name? Oh, Phil Davis, Mr. Phil Wonderful. Phil Davis, uh, yeah, he, 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 he does it the most. Is that anaconda joke that uh, they think they can get up and slip out, and it's always open right there. Yeah, and he and he secures that from like north south, north south. Yep, yep, yeah. and, and which is a position that you really don't see as much mm-hmm. in today's MMA as. Um, you see it in the sprawl a lot, but I, I guess it's just like a sprawl position. It's not really north side south. Side control is also nice because you can get away with the knees too. Yeah, side control you knees can knee to the body. To the body. Yep, mm-hmm. and you can and slide. Those are in devastating, for like a, man. Those yep. are freaking devastating. Yep. Now in the side control, you see a lot more people. Like a lot of limber guys will go over top and pull like an arm bar. Well, first you can switch mm-hmm. to mount. You know, from side control, yeah, you can you can switch switch right over to mount. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a chance of getting swept, but you can still you know you can see a mount, but um. Uh, a lot of guys are going for now in the UFC. You see um, a lot of uh, uh, triangle arm chokes, or you know, uh, arm in triangles, mm-hmm. where they'll um, you know they'll oh, yeah, they'll yeah. lock it up in, in in one side of side control, and then they'll start pivoting to the opposite side, jump over the body, and then start you know spinning around the clock. We've seen a couple submissions like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar submitted a guy like that. Dan Cormier submitted a guy like that. It's a lot of you know submissions like that going on, but um, yeah, man. Going from that to our the next fight on the card, but yeah, I just wanted to give a, a quick shout out to Chad Money Mendez, man, mm-hmm. one of those big dudes. You know what I'm saying? But um, going to the next fight of the card, which was Ian Blokovich versus uh, Luke Rockhold. Luke um, needs to tie it up, huh? Luke needs to just hang him up, <sighs> bro. Just yeah, I did not know that he was a model. Okay. Yeah, for Ralph Lauren, yeah. Yeah, well, brother, tie it up. Shucks, I mean, is that crap going for you? I mean, it's okay. crazy because even Dana White said at the mm-hmm. um even Dana White said at the at the post press conference the, to uh that it might be time for Luke to tie it up. Luke one well the injury report for them fight is Luke suffered a broken jaw. Second one. His second broken jaw. Mm-hmm. And you know, he already had the sleeve on his leg from the staff infection, mm-hmm. you know, the staff infection scar. Mm-hmm. Um, two broken jaws. You, 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 your last fight, you got knocked out by uh, Yoel Romero in the middleweight. Now you move up. You look, you physically looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just what it is. Maybe your physical gifts is the way you look, bro. And if you're getting paid to be handsome, maybe getting punched in the face isn't. It's definitely not going to progress that career. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't think. I don't think models should just go around getting punched in the face. I just don't think that's. I mean, I, I ain't look. I don't I think that's never, protecting your assets, right? I ain't never done no modeling. Me neither. I, I can see how it can get boring, and you want something a little thrilling on the side. Well, I can see that, but I mean, there's there's gonna have to be other things out there for you because people got your number now, man. Like, yeah, man. People really, really know. Like Ian says, straight up and down, like, oh, I knew I was gonna catch him with that left hook. He because that's the same. Yeah, it. he drops and it. I was like, yeah, it's kind. Of, it's crazy. Wow. I'm sorry, no, I don't want to cut you off. No, Kenny Florian predicted Ian Blokovich would knock him out because Luke Rockhold has a bad tendency of dropping his right hand. Mm-hmm. Kenny Florian was like, <clears throat> no matter how many times we've seen him fight. It's always there. It's just always there. You know. Oh, now we make man that. That comment just really came to me. Uh, the comment commentary from the fight, because mm-hmm. I I think call my bluff. I think at the in the first round, um, somebody had made the comment that he he was keeping that right hand glued. Yeah, and 
that makes sense. It's like he was, but he had to consciously do it. He, he did. consciously do it. Until he got rocked by the head kick at the end of the first round. Now mm-hmm. you're just fighting off of your natural base instincts. Yeah. What you do naturally over repetition is what you're just, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. And yeah, my man, my man ended I up getting his, his, his jaw broken. So Ian Blokovich, who's ranked number um, five, uh, I got to stop saying Ian, Jan Blokovich, gee whiz, Jan that's the man's name. He's not Ian. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I just let you go. It's also Neil Magni, not Magli. Mag, it's an L in there, isn't it? <laughs> no. Magli. It's M A G N Y. Magni. Yeah. All right. Well, I say it the way that, that it should be pronounced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that it should be spelled. <laughs> it should be spelled. How dare his family come over like that? Weird. But uh, Jan Blokovic, ranked number five in the light heavyweight division. Is he now? Is that a yeah. move up? Um, yes, it is showing a icon that he moved up, but it's yeah. also showing Alexander Gustafsson moved down, but we know that Sounds Alexander like- supposedly retired. That's still up, you yeah. know, that was right after his, his loss against um, Anthony Smith, so we don't know, you know, how much is going to stick or not. Mm-hmm. But looking at Jan, um, as far as his next fight, you know, we got a lot of talk Who in that division. Huh? Well, we got a lot of talk in that division from your boy, Johnny Walker. And mm-hmm. I would like to see him step up and take a bigger test. Um, so maybe Walker. Jan ain't going to be quick. It's going to be. They'll, they'll battle out. They can battle out. Like Jan, Jan definitely showed in this fight. Boy got hands for he got hands that you want. But his ground game is supposedly what's what's his right. right. So And we haven't seen that, but Johnny <laughs> doesn't Johnny doesn't go outside the first round, right? Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's being marked as like a knockout artist right now. Am I wrong? No, 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 no. You're right. Just a finisher in general, whether it be yeah. by knockout or TKO, just a finisher in general. So I would like to see um Johnny take a step up in competition. He's 17 and 3. Um mm-hmm. In the division, but not in the UFC. I believe that he's undefeated. He's on a nine-fight winning streak, 14 wins by KO. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely definitely a, a, a knockout artist. Um, his last fight was in low-ranked opponents. Everybody who he's fought was against, you know, low-ranked guys. Like I said, he's only ranked number 13. But we've heard, we've been hearing a lot of chirping. From him, just talking about they was he was they was asking him if he was ready to fight John Jones, and he had made the comment like, "Yeah, I'm ready to fight Jones now. Like I feel like I could fight Jones and win now." Um, you know what I mean? So, all right, you know what I'm saying. If you feel like you can, you know, you can step in there and get it in. Maybe Johnny Walker versus uh, Jan Blokovic. Oh, he's actually about the. Oh, let's see here. I'm gonna get this wrong. He was supposed to fight somebody else. Who did he just fight? Jan. We saw him fought. in March. Yeah. No, no, Johnny. We saw him in March. Oh, Johnny. Yeah, we just we we saw him. I don't know why I said Jan. I knew exactly what he was talking about though. We seen him in March against. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find it real quick too. Uh, Kirkenoff. Was it him? Yes. Yeah, it was yes, March second. Yeah. So once again, another low-ranked uh, guy, and no, no knocks to these guys. I'm calling them low-ranked. I mean, they're just low in the rankings or unranked fighter. So 
another well, unranked fighter. I would like to see Johnny Walker fight somebody in the top 10. Now, because he has so much hype, do you think it would be best for Johnny to take the... Now, he's already talking about uh, John Jones. He's only like 23, 24 years old. Because he has so much hype, do you think it would be smart for Johnny to take the test and to jump up against somebody like Jan, who just had a beautiful... And see, the reason why I say Jan is because you want to give him somebody that is a high win, and if you lose, it's not like you lost to a bum that was just in the top ranked in the top 10. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's a high win... It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot that you can get from that because if you do succeed, then you just knocked out a guy who knocked out a former or you just beat a guy who knocked out the former middleweight champion. Mm -hmm. If you lose, you lost to a guy who just knocked out the former middleweight champion. So it's not like, you understand what I mean? Mm. So mm. I think he has the well, proper. We gave Jan, that's interesting. We gave Jan the, the right to move up in the last episode. Um, we said that he should either fight Dominic Reyes or Anthony Smith. I think we went with Smith. Well, I and don't get me wrong, I like that. And speaking of Smith, Smith called. I told you I wanted to see the fight between uh, Smith and Rocco. Smith said <laughs> Rocco looked like a coward. You know, <laughs> he said he looked like a coward. Like in that Rocco fight. looked like an easy mark for him. He did, but um, yeah. So, I, you know what? So I mean, you're, so, so I'm hold on. So if we give Jan to Smith. Then and Johnny wants to break in. Um, if Johnny wants to break in, in my opinion, he fights uh Vulcan Ozdemir. Well, see, my that, opinion. And, well, and that's not a bad that's not bad either. But this is the reason why I said Jan because even though, like, okay, Jan moving up, right? Who's who would be a bigger name or who would be who would give Jan more claim to a championship to a championship fight against John Jones if he beat Anthony Smith or Johnny Walker? I think a win. Based no, off think, of the height if he, that Johnny if he Walker has, Anthony Smith, it puts him in. I think. I don't think that gives I think, him. I don't think, I think that gives him better, a title I shot. Think, yeah, but I think Jan uh, has more to lose than Walker does. He like, does of where he, Walker's at. So clearly, so he I has more to a, lose. Clearly, I he think, would have uh, right. He would have more to if lose. If I want to see both of these guys progress, which I really do, I want to see Jan go up and fight Smith. And I want to see Walker fight Ozdemir. I don't have that's a, me. I don't have a problem with that. So you're saying Jan versus Smith and yeah. Walker versus Ozdemir. Yeah. I'm saying because I don't see uh, Tiago coming back for a while. No, Tiago's I not. Tiago can't come for, back to 2020. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm not seeing him come back until maybe this time, 2020. Possibly, um, Johnny Walker. I mean, if they want to do, if they want to move Johnny Walker up, they can do Johnny Walker versus Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson is a guy who is a staple in the division. He is ranked, I believe, number nine, and he's also trying to make a claim for, um, you know, ranked number eight. Sorry, he's also trying to make a claim for the, for the light heavyweight division for the, um, a shot at the championship. Mm. Um, he's, he always, you know, puts together good work, and then he loses. Ranked 13, in, I mean, uh, 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 record is 13-4. and four. He's currently on a three-fight winning streak. So if Johnny Walker fought, he just beat Yair Latifi um, by decision. If, if uh, Johnny Walker fought somebody who like him who's not known um, for... He, you know, he's not known for devastating knockout power. He's just known for not going away. I mean, you, he can get knocked out. His chin is questionable, but you know, he's not. He's not going to just outwork him. So um, that's somebody who could push him. Um, you know, I, 
you know, if, if, if we're giving him the slow road, then, then, you know, he can fight somebody like that. Or Vulcan Ozdemir, I have no problem with that either. Um, Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith needs a big fight, man. Anthony, because you just when you when you're coming off of a yeah, loss, but it's hard for where he's at. I know that's what I'm saying. When like, what big of fight a, do you get other than Jan? Well, he took off Gustafson. Fight. He took out Gust. He took yeah, out Gustafson. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I still don't fine. think Jan is the big. I don't think Jan is a big but enough you either name. Jan or Dominic. As Dominic as, Reyes. I don't know if they fought before. Because anywhere Dominic Anthony's Reyes. fighting right now, he's fighting down. He's almost defending his ranking. Right. Well, that, what you I'm know, saying there's no is no attack to the title. What I'm saying is, I believe that it would be better for Anthony Smith to sit. And if you have Johnny Walker versus Jan Blokovic, then the winner of that now has boosted hype because Jan's not a big name, right? But if Jan beats Johnny, now Jan's a big name. And if Johnny beats Jan, now Johnny's a bigger name. Then you I still have, think if Jan beats uh, Anthony Smith, he's a big name. He is, but... I mean, he is. Okay, Anthony Smith just beat uh, Glover Teixeira, but Anthony Smith also has losses against Tiago uh, Santos, who just lost which, to John Jones. Which is properly ranked underneath. So if Jan right. takes out Smith, that puts him back at three. Right, which I'm, which so. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is in the UFC, we know that rankings don't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. We know that it's more about the hype. And what I'm saying is that you need to build. Right now, you don't have enough hype in that division. The only person that has hype in that division is Johnny Walker. Right now, currently in that division is Johnny Walker. You don't have a bunch of people buzzing. You have more people talking about Luke Rockhold getting knocked out than who knocked out Luke Rockhold. Um, I feel like that was a good fight for him. That was a great fight for him. I am a fan but I don't feel like even a win over Anthony Smith, I don't. I think that makes you next, but I still think that you're going to get stepped over. Either way, there's a possibility that John Jones' next fight is against either Daniel Cormier or Stipe Miocic, right? So if you fight Anthony Smith, you're going to have who, to fight somebody again. Jones? Huh? John Jones' next fight? Is, is, it will be against either uh, Daniel Cormier or Stipe Miocic. Where you get that? What do you mean? I mean what the words mean. Where do you uh, get that? Well, Daniel Cormier, I mean, after on the post-fight conference, uh, John Jones made mention about Daniel Cormier. Or, right, or he made Miocic. mention about and Cormier. He wanted to fight Daniel Cormier. It didn't sound like he wanted to fight Cormier up in uh, one. Okay, one. I don't know. It, it's weird because he, he's – defeated Cormier in the lightweight. So I don't know why he would want to fight him in the lightweight I don't lightweight think again. the UFC is not going to so, let that happen. John right, Jones, so, John so Jones said would, as long would, as they open up the checkbook. And right. John, that was his exact words. So that, would, that words. would be the heavyweight, and, but I don't see right. him doing... Did, did he say Stipe as well? Stipe, he called Stipe out. He called he called Stipe out before the fight was signed for um, Tiago Santos. He uh-huh. said, if DC don't want to fight you, I'll come up and fight you. And Stipe said, let's get it on. But like, let's do it. I don't know, man. I think, but isn't that contradictory? Because also during the post fight, he was talking about he ain't going nowhere. He still got up and comings in the lightweight, uh, light heavyweight to take out. I don't like, think that, not, I don't think that John Jones wants to leave, but the UFC. I don't see him being a champ champ. Listen, Jones denied the fight for, if you watch how it's, how it's trending, Jones denied the fight for DC multiple times. All right. 
multiple times he denied the fight to DC. He's like, listen, I'm a champion. DC's a champion. That man don't want it no more. He don't need it no more. Just let it go. You do your thing and you're great and, 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 and retire as a great fighter and I'll do my thing. As long as you recognize and understand that I was always the light heavyweight champion, you can be the heavyweight champion. That's fine. I don't need to take anything from DC. That was Jones's continuous statement throughout. Now, Daniel Cormier was on the side saying, Listen, first of all, the moment that the Brock Lesnar fight fell out, Daniel Cormier realized that the only other money fight, which is not really the only other money fight, because I do think that you can boost up a fight against um, Francis Ngannou, but the only mm -hmm. other certified, guaranteed money fight is against him and John Jones. They do great numbers together. And Daniel Cormier already said, children. huh? I'm sorry. I said I'd definitely be praying for DC's children if yeah. he fights Ngannou. Sure, yeah. Please but, don't um, let them kids see that fight. I mean, DC got a good chance to win. I mean, he he fought Anthony Rumble Johnson, who was a monster in the light. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the power level isn't different, but DC's wrestling could he could just take he could do exactly what he did against Rumble, eat some shots, take him down, or not eat no shots. I don't think he wants to eat any shots by that man. No, but, he does not. You know, take him down and 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 get up in there. One thing that DC got going for him is speed. DC always looks faster, and he's a heavy guy, but he looked faster than John Jones in, the, in that fight with his hand speed. He also looked faster than Stipe Miocic with his hand speed. So we know that uh, Francis Ngannou likes to throw looping hooks, um, so it's not like you're worrying about the speed. It's just more or less that man looks like he can punch you in your arm and make you say, owie, in the middle of the fight. Like, it's kind of hard to bluff. Like, it doesn't matter where he hits you. He can break that. But, um, and that's, I don't know, man. It's a little weird, too, because, like, yes, he did take a hit, and he took a hit in a light heavyweight division from Johnson. and Hits. Yes, he did. But, I mean, I'm talking about that one that sent him across the cage. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but, but right. Because there was but, many, there was and, many, and, and there was many was of those six, punches. Johnson's 6'2", DC's 5'11". So that puts DC a good three inches under, right? Mm -hmm. I think my math checks out. And then, but Nganu is six motherfucking four. Yeah, but John, he's already and used to uh, fighting. I mean, what's Stipe? Yeah, that's a lot of Stipe is a big up. boy. And the funny thing about Nganu is, really, he just got a squat. If he squats, DC going to come right into a, a uppercut. He going to come right into an uppercut. He, I don't see Nganu doing no flying knee. I see him nah. doing a Hadouken. Yeah, but I don't know. But DC doesn't shoot Maybe low all wrong. the time. Maybe sure you can. No, I, I say Hadouken. Yeah, Hadouken. But um, DC doesn't shoot low uh, all sure. the time. DC pressures you with his punches, and then he'll get you up on against the cage and grind you down. Yeah, DC's a beast, and I can't take yeah, anything. But, I, mean, I can't take anything Ngannou's away from him. strong as balls, man. Like this dude, old. I I don't. Stipe took him down and mauled him for five rounds, until we see him negate a wrestler of high caliber. I mean, he did that against Cain Velasquez with a little. Little punch. I'm not saying that he can't knock DC out. Yeah, but Stipe is the same height. When I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Diego Sanchez versus Michael Chessia. Like those are two different heights. Like it's going to be play toy time. Six four versus six four with Stipe and Ngannou. Right. Right. But six four to five eleven. But once you get somebody against the cage, I've seen okay. DC yoke. I mean, DC came in. There's a reason. Listen, I'm not saying that DC can beat Francis Ngannou, but I will not. I, I'm, I'm not giving 
Francis Ngannou has a if you I go if Vegas you go skill to skill that would give you Francis. I really do. I don't know. It depends on this fight against mm-hmm. Stipe. If he gets yeah, if he well, goes in here and he knocks Stipe out again, then it, it just it really depends. I mean, Stipe is no slouch. He is the greatest no, heavyweight not. of all time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's just kind of like I can't. I I feel I I feel like I would be disrespecting DC by saying, and I've and I've said it before. I do think Francis could knock him out. That's very plausible. Um, Cain Velasquez tried a, to take him down. Francis has a nine-inch reach over this dude. Yeah, but once again, DC mm. has four and went five rounds with John Jones. It's not like he does not. It's not like. It's not like this is his first rodeo against a guy with long arms. You understand what I mean? Like, if there's anybody. If there's any path, it's not, a, it's not about the one things though. I don't think it's the one little. And I, I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I'm going on just because I'm invested in this one. You're invested in but Francis. I am. I, I'm invested in Francis being DC. I, I don't think it's the one thing. Okay, yeah, he went against a long guy with, um, with Jones, and he went against a tall guy with Stipe. But Jones is also it's, tall, it's, taller it's the, or tall as. But it's Stephen. the combination of tall and strong. I don't know. I just we'll see who sneezes on who first. Well, I don't think it, it, it's there. It's not going to be. A, it's not going to be a sneeze thing with DC. If DC wins, it's going to have to be by mauling. Mm. Is I don't think DC does have knockout power. He is he is way stronger in heavyweight too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So so but the, like like I, like I was saying, if you look at the way that it's trending. The UFC wants a big fight. Mm-hmm. They need a big fight for the end of the year closeout. And right mm-hmm. now, John Jones just defended his belt, hence the reason why he fought the way he fought, because there is a huge payday at the end of the rainbow. All John had to do is get through to punch his ticket. Now, John is in a money fight, period. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that John Jones's next fight is going to be a money fight. It's either between Daniel Cormier or Stipe Miocic, whoever comes out of that. Now, I don't personally want to see DC versus Jones. I would like to see DC versus Jones, I mean DC versus uh, Stipe, and then the winner of that fight in Ganu, and then the winner of that maybe fight Jones. But just to build it up some more, um, but I don't necessarily want to see like like my thing with DC is I would rather him tie Stipe for heavyweight uh, defenses, which would be three right now. Stipe, this is his second um, heavyweight defense. If he gets through this, if you fight in Ganu, then you tie. So now you're tied with the longest ranking of all time. So win or lose, you're still tied with the longest ranking of all time. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like. At least that's cemented. I would like to see DC cement himself as the greatest heavyweight of all time outside of John Jones without that and then fight Jones after you're already cemented as the greatest heavyweight of all time. Like John Jones is already cemented as the greatest light heavyweight of all time. Mm. DC can be cemented as the greatest heavyweight of all time if he avoids the Jones fight until he gets four title defenses. Mm-hmm. And then you can go and fight Jones. So after you got four title defenses, you're automatically cemented as the great. If you lose to Jones again, well, okay, Jones got your number. He got your card. But at least at the end, the caveat is you're still the greatest heavyweight of all time. Now, if you only defend your belt two times against uh, Stipe and against uh, um, 
Derek Lewis, who he beat already. And, and then you fight Jones for the third time and you lose. Now, if you beat Jones, that's amazing. That's wonderful. That's great. Now you can retire. You ride off to the sunset. Wonderful, DC, even though you're still two and one against John Jones. You're undefeated in heavyweight. And Jones, like, you're undefeated in heavyweight, and Jones is, you know, undefeated in light heavyweight. So that's still a cemension. But there is an easier way and a safer way to go about it, which would be to defend your belt four times in your own right and then go fight Jones. And whether you win or lose, at least you still broke the record. Mm. But... When the UFC is pressuring, the UFC is a company. And when the UFC, like you can tell, because John Jones did not, John Jones, like you said, he said over and over and over that he wanted to clear out his division. Mm -hmm. But the thing for Jones is right now, at this point, a Jones versus Ian Blokovich fight is not going to sell. A Jones versus, um, I mean, it's going to sell because it's Jones, but it's not going to do him it's not going to it's not it's not the opponent that he needs. He either needs Dominic Reyes to step up and have a big win over somebody like Anthony Smith or he needs uh 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 um Johnny Walker to go on a run against you know a a a Jan Blokovic, uh, um a a Vulcan Ozdemir, a a maybe a Dominic Reyes. You need to build hype around another fighter. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there is no other fighter right now. Like, John Jones cleared out his division before. Now he got new guys to, to, to fight. I do believe, I don't see John Jones, I see John Jones going up, maybe winning the belt, and then kind of vacating it. I don't see John Jones, like, sticking around to fight a Francis or some crap like that. But um, that's the reason why I think John Jones, skipping forward, because we can go in any order, doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. skipping forward, I think that's the reason why John Jones fought that fight that he did. I don't think I think that he I don't think he was scared of of, of Tiago's power. I don't think that he was um I think that he was weary. Like I think that he was conscious of it. But even in the fight was, I think he was very um very aware of Tiago's power and explosiveness. Tiago showed it a couple times where, you know, he just really exploded off the handle and Jones had to hurry up and, and get out of danger. And it happened the a couple burst. times. And I think I think um if we're in the mind of Jones in that fight and we say like, yeah, he knew that, you know, his uh Tiago's foundation was 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 very unsure. Um I still think he um I'm with you on the leg kick would have ended it. I'm with you. I'm nowhere near against you. However, the my head man kick? did with my man. Yeah, head kick. I'm sorry, I said leg kick. I apologize. Um, I really do think that that flying knee that Tiago really ate. I mean, he ate it. He ate it. Yeah, he ate it. That was a that was the second flush flying knee of the night. And it might have landed and to the head, not the chin. You know what it, I mean? No, I, I had to go back and watch. Yeah, I, I say it landed it to the face for sure. Um, but he ate it, stumbled a little bit, but he ate it. And it was just like, Ooh, I might not have enough to put this guy away. And this guy might have enough to, you know, to catch me once. Yeah. But Let even me play so, smart. even Let smoke, me just play it smart. He didn't play it smart. And that's the reason why that's the only argument that I would have against that is because he didn't play it smart because playing it smart would have been for him to take him down. John Jones said in the post in the post fight interview, in the post-fight fight conference, that press conference, that he was winning a stand-up battle against a Muay Thai mm, he uh, was fighter. Prideful. And he felt like 
If he shot for the takedown first, that meant that Tiago was getting the better of him in mm-hmm. the stand-up. So his pride stopped him from doing it. So you can't say, like, like you know, being weary of somebody and then still having too much pride to get it done easy— you're not really, because if you're scared, if it's fear there, then you're going to try to, you're going to find the best way. You're going to find the best route. You understand what I mean? So I think that John Jones. No, I mean, you can still be fearful of someone's stand up and still be prideful enough to say, well, I'm not going to take him down. I'm going to beat him. But I'm going to just be cautious about it. I'm not going to go flying in here off the head and just try no, and, you know, do But Jones was, pressed, just, Jones was the one that was. cautious. Right. I mean, he definitely was being cautious. I think, I think Jones, like I said, yes. Jones knew, Jones knew that there is a money fight. Jones, you got to think about it. How like three? How many? How many years of John Jones' career was was taken from him because of his out of the ring drama? Maybe three or four. How much money do you think he lost in those three or four years? If every fight Jones is 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 generating maybe let's say a million dollar payday, right? Just just base in the UFC, besides. Uh, sponsorships besides, you know, commercials and all the other things and the abilities to maybe do movies or any other type of stuff that might come outside revenue, right? How much money do you think Jones lost over those three or four years? Like, like me, I, I think easily 10 plus million dollars. What, what do you think? Uh, so let's take it to the numbers. Uh, his fight with um, Santos was five hundred forty million. Um, Wait, five hundred forty million, five hundred forty thousand. Sorry, sorry, man. I, it's five hundred forty thousand. Okay. I was about to say five hundred forty million, nigga. I retire immediately, <laughs> nigga. I'm done. Yeah, no. His last two fights, his fight against uh, Smith and Santos was five hundred forty thousand. Which was smaller than his fight against Guffs Ascend was five hundred thirty thousand. His fight against Cormier was five hundred and eighty thousand. That came with a performance bonus. Right. So he he gets paid five hundred thousand dollars to show, and then he gets a forty thousand dollar fight week incentive pay. Now, what's the, if that's the show? Then what's the win? What's the win pay? Because you have a show and you have a win. They're not showing. They're showing. Uh, it says here, this is Jones, uh, John Jones' career earnings. Um, UFC pay only, not including pay-per-view or locker room bonus. It's right. just straight UFC pay. Right. So, and that's I mean, one, this right. is enough to get a ground basis. Right, because so pay-per-view bonus five, is a percentage off of... Mm, right, which, okay. Yeah, so you get 540 for the last two fights, 530 for Gustafson, 580 because of the uh, $50,000 fight bonus, mm-hmm. um, and he got 30000 for the Reebok sponsorship. And then... Against St. Peru when he came back, um, when he came back the second time, yeah, when he came back the second yeah. time, um, that was five thirty with a thirty um, five hundred thousand with a thirty thousand dollar sponsorship. Cormier's first fight was five fifty. Teixeira was four hundred. So he's definitely up in the beyond fives. increasing. Right. So 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 since so. since twenty fifteen, he's been getting paid five hundred thousand dollars a fight. So. Now, just a show. Just a not, show. Right. Not any not other, other bonuses, stuff. not any other pay-per-view yeah. bonuses. So now if you're getting 500, so you imagine the pay-per-view bonus is going to easily, like against Daniel Cormier or even on this card, I imagine that this card, since was, you know, I don't know what the numbers was, but I imagine on this card, he probably made a killing off of pay-per-view, uh, off of pay-per-view points. <clears throat> I would say um, off of just UFC pay alone, 
he definitely lost two million dollars. So I, I I don't think it's wild to say that he lost thirty million. Right. That's why I would say ten plus. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because now we're not even talking about the fact of your reputation or the the movie appearances or you know di- different deals. He also lost his sponsorship with Nike. He was Nike. He was a Nike sponsor. Um, a fighter. You know what I mean? Um, and he lost that sponsorship. So it's it's you know he lost a lot of money. So John Jones and I say all that not to you know uh, focus on on his his faults, but I say all that is that he is now redeeming the time. That's the reason why he fought. Mm-hmm. So many times in this year, fought three mm-hmm. times already. Two times, right? Huh? Two times. Was it twice? When did he fight Gustafson? That was last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he fought twice. This is his third fight since he came back. He fought twice in this year, and he's looking to fight one more time in December. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, people give him the Gustafson because it was at the very end of December's right, uh, December twenty ninth. But, but it's um, not. It's not actually included in the fiscal year. But if we're looking over no. the course of. 12 months, as long as he fights before December 29th, then yeah, that would I mean, be four fights in a year. In, in a year, yeah. Right. I'm with you. So, so um, yeah. if that if that nails John, what do you think about Amanda? Um, Who's in the featherweight division? Because that's where she has to go next. The winner of Chris Cyborg versus um, whoever she fights on Saturday. Cyborg um, was... Definitely not happy with what uh, Dana White said at the press conference, for sure. She definitely tweeted about it. She was not happy at all. Um, there's some, there's definitely some emotion between her and Dana, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't know Dana behind the scenes, man. And I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not naive about it. I've heard people talk good about him. I heard people talk bad about him. And I've heard people who don't make money for him talk bad about him and people who do make money for him talk good about him. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's definitely something – he could be genuine in what he said. And if he is, then uh, Cyborg focused on some of the nuances and she didn't like it. But yeah, when um, he came out and said, I don't blame you for not wanting to fight or being afraid to fight new yeah, dudes. I didn't like I that. I mean, yeah. So anyway, so who's she fight? Um, who's she gonna fight? She fights Felicia Spencer. Yeah, so uh, uh Amanda's well, gotta fight July twenty seventh. Amanda's gotta fight um That's not this Saturday, that's on the Max Holloway card. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in uh, three weeks. Yeah. So, um, ah, that's paintball day. Um, so there's a she has to fight. Um, I don't know if she'll fight Cyborg again. I mean, that was well, she that said she wanted to fight. To her. Amanda said she wanted to fight. Fight who? Cyborg again. Okay, so. Yeah, Cyborg will step up and take it. Um, but Amanda doesn't have a choice. She has to fight somebody. I don't think it was division. a fear thing for Cyborg. I think they wanted. I think they wanted Cyborg to fight International Fight Week. I think that they they wanted her to fight immediately. But I personally think that Amanda was the one who wanted to drop down to defend her other belt, like a Henry Cejudo, before you know before if she didn't drop it. exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think Amanda was in a position not to give Cyborg an immediate rematch because of the fact that, um, you know, 
uh, she would they, she would get stripped of her belt, which mm-hmm. not to go, go back, but you know what might upset the apple cart, even with the John Jones thing, is what if Stipe thinking about the immediate rematch aspect? What if Stipe knocks out Daniel Cormier? Do you think that John Jones immediately gets to fight Stipe, or do you think that Daniel Cormier asks for the rematch? Well, that and you do Stipe one versus one. Hot, that would be one and one, correct? Yeah. Correct. So no, I think I think uh, Daniel gets the, um, and that's Daniel's first loss in the heavyweight division. Correct. Um, both of them will be tied for defenses, right? Uh, no. If Daniel lost. If Daniel wins this, he's tied with Stipe for the defenses. No, if Daniel wins this, then he is one behind Stipe for defenses. He's two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Daniel needs this win and one more win. But if Daniel lost this fight, then Daniel could ask for an immediate rematch, and then you would have Daniel Cormier versus... You would have... Which I think could be bigger. You would have Daniel Cormier versus Stipe 3... I don't know what they would be doing with Francis Ngannou. He would have to fight. He would have to, you know, destroy another, you know, helpless individual and <laughs> feed another lamb, take another lamb to the slaughter. And you would have to, um, I guess it would probably be John Jones versus whatever the top contender is in his division, maybe Dominic Reyes or maybe the winner of, uh, I don't know, who somebody, they would have to find somebody for him, if even. But you could do that on the same card. John Jones would have to defend again, or maybe he don't have to. He doesn't really have to defend again. He could. I mean, he already fought twice in this year. We know champions who only fight once a year. So he could, by all means, just sit out and wait. But I think if you did end up having a, a three- that would only just boost up, you know, for for Jones. But um, but yeah, going back to uh, Amanda, I, in her division, it's crazy because you know Valentina Shevchenko, she fought her twice, she beat her, but they both went by, to decision. The first one, I it was split decision. I think both of them might have been split decision. Mm-mm, only the first one. Only the first one. Okay, the mm-hmm. first one was split decision. I actually gave it to Valentina. Um, the second fight, Amanda won by decision, but I think it was one of those. I I, I would have to rewatch the fight. I don't remember all the nuances to it, but I know it was close. Um, Valentina looks like a world beater, but I would like to see Valentina just stay her course and just cement herself because the Amanda Nunes fight, as long as she doesn't go anywhere, will always be there, right? Mm. Um, so I'm not rushing. I'm not, you know, cramming for uh, an immediate Amanda versus Valentina fight. Um, I think, you know, I, I think the reason why these champions are fighting each other so much is because the UFC might be doing a poor job at promoting the up and coming fighters. Like, you're the promotion. Their job is to fight. They're the fighters. So the ones who do all the outside talking is a boost, right? But that's not in their job description. They don't have to promote themselves. They have to promote themselves in the octagon by winning fights. So I would like to see them do a stronger push with some of these up-and-coming contenders, especially in divisions like, you know, Amanda Nunez's division, the um, 145 and what is she, 145 and one, what is her two divisions? Isn't one forty five and one thirty five? I don't know. What is Valentina Shevchenko? Oh, Valentina Shevchenko is the one twenty five. Yeah, one twenty five yeah. champion. Okay, because I was trying to think what um uh what um Jessica Andrade was. Jessica Andrade is in the the one twenty five. One 
no, Jessica Andrade no, is at 115, right. Yeah, yeah, my bad. New to the 135 division, you have Paige Van Zant, who just moved up to the 135 division. So uh, that is a, a challenger with a name behind her. Um, not that she has put together any wins or anything. She's just coming off of surgery. But it would be nice to see her at 25 years old start to make a climb or a push um, that could be a big fight for Valentina Shevchenko mm-hmm. if she put wins together because of Paige Van Zandt's uh, popularity. Um, but yeah, the, for Amanda Nunes, what's next for her? I think Amanda Nunes should just kind of... I, I think it's the Cyborg fight. I think whoever wins that fight mm-hmm. between uh, Cyborg and Felicia. Um, and I think she should do it before the end of the year. That's not that's not as bad. long as there's well as long as the person well, whoever, doesn't as long as you know depending well, on how the fight goes. Right? As long as it's not a war for right. you know whoever whoever's in that fight. Right. Yeah, I think they should do it. That that ooh. Yeah, I agree. Hold up. So <laughs> Amanda Nunes likes to fight on John Jones cards. Mm. So if Jones winds up being a fight before the end of the year, you can sure bet Amanda Nunes is gonna find a way to fight on that card. Hey, if you got an Amanda Nunez versus Cyborg 2 and Daniel Cormier or whoever versus John Jones, that is a card that I'm buying, yeah. That is money. It's crazy. I I don't want – I want to go on the record again. I do not want Daniel Cormier to fight John Jones for a third time. It does not make sense to me. But I will watch it happen. I just – I think that the UFC don't want two black men to win (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Like, Daniel Cormier is is trending towards – being one of the greatest heavyweight, he's undefeated of all time. And it's like, you could just retire and just say, bump my light. Like, yeah, you had, yeah, like I was a light heavyweight uh, champion. But that's like, a, that could be a, a, a cliff note in your legacy if you just mm-hmm. continue and just establish yourself in the heavyweight division. I mean, just just go on a run, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just go on a run, you know, just get, just take it to five and you're done and you're good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to get through a Francis, but you know, not to double back on that, but you know, just. Nah, so the, so yeah. the last thing is, um, is the welterweight division in itself. Mm, 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 um, mm, I, we can't, mm, 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 mm. you can't just talk about Jorge Masvidal. So first of all, let's address the fact that, um, Ben Askren dropped four rankings after that knockout. Um. Definitely think that was appropriate. I, I think so, A little further. Five seconds. Um, I, um, I think they kept him above Robbie just because he beat him. Uh, Robbie's number 10. But Robbie um, has a huge opportunity. Even though Robbie lost that fight, think about it. He's getting a, oh yeah, almost he's fighting a bigger. Oh, yeah, Kobe, right? Yeah. They, the moment he lost oh, yeah, that so fight, they gave him a bigger all. opportunity against Tyrone Woodley, but that fight didn't come mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. And now you get so, Kobe, which is, you know, next best thing. So you have a bunch of shifts in this division. Um so you've got um, Pettis getting ready to fight uh, Diaz, but I like to see Pettis make a run for the title again. But he seems to be more of a show fight right now. Yeah, which I don't um, think is he a likes problem to for just, his career. Huh? I don't think that's a problem for his career. No, he just no, needs I to don't. get no, back to enjoying fighting. Um, I don't think fighting that way uh, will allow him to last as long as uh, D- uh, you know Diego Sanchez has. Well, because um, right now he's getting into wars. Well, and I, not, I can't say that because Diago Sanchez, Diago Sanchez has like you know wars. Like he is just got inducted uh, to the Hall of Fame for can, a war. You know, I can definitely say I can agree with that, and I can definitely say those wars have affected that man. 
Definitely. Uh, greatly. They have affected that. Greatly. I don't know who he was uh, before fighting, but I mean... I, that man, this, if that man were to lose his UFC contract, if they were to say, you know, Diago, we're... If they were like a bartender's, like, you had enough, we're cutting you off. Right. That man would come out of the UFC like a Vietnam veteran, and I will feel sorry for anybody who talks to him wrong. Okay? This man is going to start the next the next round of Kimpo Slice backyard brawls. Okay. Yeah, that man was that man was made to fight, and and, and he has yes. like a strong a strong religious base, so he probably would be beating people up and then preaching to them afterwards or during or while. Right, yeah, which would be very interesting. So, so um, Jesus okay, loves so, you. So we here's the issue that we have. All right, okay, I'm gonna look at this very objectively, and Robbie Lawler goes up against Kobe Covington. Mm-hmm. If Robbie wins, I think Robbie fights Jorge. No, I don't. You think he fights Kamar? No, I think if Robbie wins, Jorge Masvidal gets the. Uh, I think if Robbie wins, Jorge Masvidal gets the title shot, and I see Robbie doing a rematch. Not, yeah, rematch against Tyron Woodley. That would be nice. I can I can swing that way a little bit, but. Like one fight, a one fight winning streak. The reason why is because it all depends on Kumar's uh, length of injury. Kumar's out, 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 out. Well, supposedly he's recovering from his yeah, surgery. Yeah, but that, from the post fight, like Dana ain't talking about who getting a title. Yeah, shot. but that, and, and Kumar is out. And but see, and that's I don't so I don't it, know how but, out Kumar is or how non-committal Dana White is, and that's the same thing. I, I got Tony Ferguson I, vibes from that from from what he was saying there. I don't like that. I just think yes. I don't know how yes. out he was. I just I, so, you know what I mean. So my thing is for for that division, I think he is expecting Kumar to be out uh, a little while. Like I don't think Kumar is going to defend his belt until he's a hundred percent because he says he wasn't a hundred percent when he fought Tyrone Woodley. But it will be before right? the end of the year. It might be the end of the year. Um, and if he doesn't, like if he's out, because he fought Willie last you know, he fought this year. He fought this year and got that belt. Yeah, he fought this year. So he could potentially. It depends. Um, I think there should be an interim then if that happens. I think they Yeah, they if Kamara's not right, if Kamar is not fighting, if Kamara's not gonna fight before the end of the year, then the winner of Kobe Covington versus uh Jorge Mazadal for the interim championship. So I agree. I agree with you that Jorge should get the the fight, and Robbie should uh, rematch Tyron uh, and then get the next fight. But I don't know. I guess um, the way I see it going, the the latest rounds of Dickovers, I I see um, uh, Kumar not wanting to be ready, or just you know physically not being ready, not 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 trying to say he's trying to punk out or anything. I just see that not happening, and Jorge wind up fighting Robbie, which will be a great fight anyway. But it hurts me because I want both of those guys to be champion, and it's not possible. Well, this is the, and this is the problem that I have with that is the person who will really be getting dicked over in that situation is Tyron Woodley because he is a five-time defending champion, um, you know, a champion who's defended his belt, you know, five different, you know, five different occasions. Um, he had a five-round decision loss against Kamar Usman, and he's not awarded the um, the immediate rematch. And I understand that that fight was, you know, he got mauled in that fight. So I understand that. But 
I think that the only person that Jorge Masvidal should fight besides Kamar Usman would be Tyron Woodley. Um, if man, that would be a rough fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm really not even sure if who it's going to be rough on. Just from I think it's going to be rough on Jorge. It could be rough on. It could be rough I on really Tyron think it's too, be... because of because of the pace. Could be rough on Tyron because of the pace. I would tell you that going into that fight, I would give. I would put my money on uh, Tyron. I love Jorge, but I would put my money on Tyron. Yeah, I mean, you could also sell it because uh, Tyron and Ben Askren are close friends. Um, the revenge of Ben, you know what I mean? Uh, Tyron getting his revenge for for what um, Jorge did to Ben Askren. Um, just, just funny. It's not. A lot of people was being was giving flack to Jorge Masvidal because of the extra uh, punches, in 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 you know that he landed on Ben. And my Ben man said, was a cold. Uh, Jorge said, right? Yeah, my man Jorge said, I'm not as technical and as uh, smart as as Valentina <laughs> Shashenko. She she knows a dead body when when she sees one. He said, I'm like a rabid dog. Even after it's dead, I just keep attacking. He's, it's the ref's job to pull me off. You know what I mean? And I love... Then he went down... That was in a separate interview. Uh, that was on Ariel Hawani's show. Yeah, I saw that. On. Yeah, and then on the post-conference, he, he had said, like, oh, you know, if, if you don't like the violence, go oh, back to shit. watching soccer, which I totally agree. The ref didn't pull him off. It wasn't like he landed anything after the ref stopped the fight, so I'm with it. But um, Jorge Masvidal... I, listen, I didn't think Jorge Masvidal was going to be able to beat Darren Till, and... He knocked Darren Till unconscious. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. You, you know what point. I mean? You got a point. I didn't I see don't that know. I just, I, I recognize uh, Tyron's lethality. Yeah, but Tyron, yeah. In the game, that is not, he can get you standing and, and he can get you on, on, on the ground, man. Right, but. And I don't, I don't see too much of Jorge's ground game. Well, we haven't got a chance to see too much of his ground game, but yeah, he's been fighting concerning. for it. Because remember, everybody says the only the, the best practice is, is is you know a real fight. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking so, about a guy who went three rounds with Damian Maya and didn't get submitted. So there is some. Uh, no, but I'm talking about I'm talking in favor of Tyron. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm talking about Jorge Masvidal. Also, he went three da- rounds too with Damian Maya. Tyron went mm-hmm. five. Jorge went three rounds with Damian Maya and did not get submitted. He got a decision loss, yeah. but he didn't get submitted. So his defense on the ground is legit, but and his stand-up is also legit. It, there, there is something to be said about a man coming off of, you know, career-changing victories, um, just the confidence. And then Tyron coming off of—I like Tyron Woodley, but Tyron coming off of defeat. Now, the UFC is not going to jump at the opportunity to put Tyron back in—the the belt back around Tyron Woodley. Um, I think from a marketing standpoint, that the the, the best fight. I think from a marketing standpoint, um, Kobe Covington and and uh, Kobe Covington and um, what's my man's name, uh, Jorge Masvidal, is probably the biggest you know the biggest draws in that division. Now the one thing that they they have going for them, and in a way that they can still give Jorge Masvidal the fight, which I think he deserves even though Kobe Covington was the interim champion and all that other bull crap, is Ty- Tyron Woodley and Kobe Covington have bad blood. They would been supposed to fight, right? 
So if Kobe Covington beats Robbie Lawler and it's not exciting, what if it's just a five round? What if he beats him by decision, five rounds, nothing exciting, just a lot of wrestling? You could still book Tyron versus Kobe and hype up the bad blood and still give Jorge Masvidal the championship shot. Mm. You know what I mean? Because then mm. you still get you still get a big fight out of both of them guys. And I mean, I think the UFC would be better. I think that I personally, I think you're going to make more money with Jorge Masvidal having the belt than anybody else at this current moment. Um, maybe Kobe because of the Make American Great Again stuff, but I think personally, Jorge Masvidal is a walking soundbite. Like mm. you lost Conor McGregor. This guy ain't mm. he ain't talking he ain't making like it ain't it ain't it's, this is just flowing and he's he's a walking soundbite. He could be really good. Now you're gonna have you know maybe some issues with as far as how many press conferences he wants to do on the business and stuff like that. But if you're talking about overall popularity and getting a huge if you if you do a fight in Miami or something, my God, <laughs> all the all the the Cuban fans and the Hispanic audience. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, you know what I mean? They you get and we know something historically. Hispanics have always been. A huge, um, a huge fan base for fight for fight organizations. Look at boxing. Look at look at um uh 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 um uh uh, uh man. Oh, what's my man's name? It's sad. The only way I can think. Oh, uh, uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Look at Oscar De La Hoya. Look at the fan base that the that the that the, uh, that the Hispanic you know fan base around Oscar De La Hoya. Is if you put if you put Jorge Masvidal in that title shot. Against Kamar Usman, I'm picking Jorge Masvidal to win, and I'm also saying that that's good business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that you let the winner of Kobe Covington versus Tyron Woodley fight uh, Jorge Masvidal, and whether he wins or whether he not, and do it in Miami. Get the be- get the biggest bang for your buck, even if it doesn't go well. I don't know if I don't remember the UFC ever doing a fight down there, but get the biggest bang for your buck or go do it in Puerto Rico. I don't know. Do it somewhere where you can get a large Hispanic audience and that's going to rally. You know, even California has a large Hispanic audience too. You know what I'm saying? But that's going to rally. Get the biggest bang for your buck and whether he wins or whether he loses, at least you got, you know, you, you got the milk from the cow while we're still there. You know what I mean? While we're still pumping. So, um, that's, I, 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 I really think that, 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 uh, I really want to see Masvidal fight for the chip, man. Um, I do too. I really want to see Masvidal fight for the chip. I do too. Um, and then I want to watch him fight Robbie Lawler. I w- Robbie Lawler is one of my favorite fighters of all time. Like Robbie Lawler mm-hmm. is still one of my favorites. But I just know that after the loss against, uh, he beat Cowboy, and then, but that was I think that was by split decision, and then he lost to Ben Askren. So now you're fighting. So now you lost to Ben Askren, who just got knocked out in five seconds, right? So that's mm. that's not that doesn't look too well, right? Still controversial loss. It's a very controversial loss, and I'm with it. But I feel like I feel like uh, he's at least two fights away, Robbie Lawler, for a legitimate claim to a title, right? I feel like he needs to fight one more time and then another time. Tyron Woodley, I feel like, is one fight away from being able to 
uh, make claim for a, a legitimate shot. And I feel like Kobe Covington is also one exciting fight away. I feel like right now it's, it's it comes down to how exciting. If Robbie Lawler versus Kobe Covington is this crazy war, um, I see Covington being able to, you know, put a slot in for the shot. You know what I'm saying? Um but it's going to be really hard to beat a five-second KO because that clip, the problem with a five-second KO is it's not just the clip. It's not the highlight. The literal fight is playing everywhere. Like, you can watch the entire fight from start to finish everywhere. Yeah, I watch it on Twitter. You can watch it on Twitter, Facebook feed, YouTube stores. I mean, Netflix stores, I mean, uh, uh, Instagram stores. on our Twitter. Huh? I so say you can watch it on you our Twitter. You can come watch it on our Twitter, round one. Um... Yeah, yeah, you can watch it in you can watch it in in, in in my highlights. It's 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 on there the entire fight. So that's that's hard. It's really hard to uh that clip is gonna be played over and over and over again. And then you just broke a record. I think that man deserves a fight. That man deserves that he mm. and and the promo that he cut afterwards, man, give that man a shot, man. And I'm all for the champions getting the rematch. Trust me, I am, but what he did was amazing. I like that. Um and also, Kobe, uh, 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 Robbie Lawler used to train with Kobe Covington and um, uh, cause Kobe Covington and Jorge Masvidal trained together. They're training partners. Um, Robbie Lawler used to be a part of that camp back in the day. So uh, supposedly he left right after Tyrone Woodley won the belt against him. Uh, I guess that's when Tyron Woodley decided to leave that camp. The, all of these four guys used to be like training partners together, which is very interesting. But Tyron Woodley went left and went with Duke Rufus. Uh, Robbie Lawler left because they put up um, Tyron Woodley posters, supposedly according to Co Kobe Covington. And now Kobe is like, this is personal, but, you know, he's going to hype up the fight anyway. I am excited for that fight. Um, get a date exactly when that fight is going to happen. Oh, you want to know? It's August third. August third. So that is that fight. That's no, no, no. That's not the only that's a fight night. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say that's not on a Stipe card. I was about to, my head was about to explode. Nah, Stipe doesn't fight until August seventeenth. Okay, so that's a fight night. Definitely going to tune in for that. Um, what what's this weekend's fight night? Just want to drop this last bit of information before uh, we. Jermaine Derondamain versus Aspen Lod. And uh, Uriah Faber versus Ricky Simone. Okay, so the return of Ryan Faber and Jermaine uh, Duranime is once again fighting. She was the and one. And you also got um, Josh Emmett fighting on this card. He fights uh, Mursad Bektik. Or, oh, Bektik, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I like Josh Emmett. So I, I do. I do, too. So that's why I definitely name-dropped him. Um, I hope Jermaine Duranime loses. Um, oh, and this is supposed to be the return of... Um, the Venezuelan vixen. Oh, Juliana Pena. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Um, who's she fighting? Uh, she fights um, Nico Montano. Wow, Nico Montano. Okay, that's gonna be a really good fight. Okay, they're, that's gonna they're, be a really um, good fight. They're in the prelims. Um, trying to see if they're headlining the prelims or not. But um, right underneath of them is uh, they're not headlining in the prelims. Right underneath of them is uh, Ryan Hall. Okay, wow. Oh, always like dream. to watch to see how he's gonna yeah. get that leg lock. Nico Montagna is the per is the is the um, I believe she's the first. She's the female who won the one hundred and twenty five. 
pound belt from um, the Ultimate Fighter show. And I believe she lost to Valentina Shevchenko if she was not stripped of that belt. I believe she lost to Valentina Shevchenko. Mm. No, no, no. She was stripped of that belt, and I think that belt was whole. Yeah, I think she was stripped of that belt, and that, and they put that belt um, up for grabs versus Valentina and uh, Valentina and Joanna Young Jacek. But Nico Montano, Nico Montano is a former um, champion in the Villa, the Villa Swin, uh, the Villa Swin and Vixen, Juliana Pena. She must have dropped down from 135 because that's where she formerly fought at. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is title implications, title shot implications um, for uh, who's up next versus. Um, um, Valentina Shevchenko. So that's a that's uh, yeah, a good that's, fight. I'm I'm going to give it to because um, Valentina. Um, her next fight is against uh, Liz Carmouche. Yeah, which and is that she's was, a staple uh, in, the, in the 135 division. She must have dropped down also. Mm-hmm. She you know formerly fought um, Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and she gave. I mean, she attacked the back. Yeah, she did. She almost yeah. had a standing rear naked. Uh, well, yeah, standing rear naked choke. Yep, absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So She's I'm, a former Marine. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to go with Valentina. Um, yeah. No offense to, you know, the ones who served. I just, you know, once she, when she's sending people to Pennsylvania, my man, I mean, it's just. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the other people that we have coming up, uh, the other headliners, um, after the uh, Jermaine fight, you have mm-hmm. Rafael Dos Anjos fighting uh, Leon Edwards. That's going to be a great um, card. That's uh, July twentieth. Okay. Um, oh and sweet! Then you have July twentieth. So that's right before the week before um, the the big fight. Go ahead, continue, please. Yep. And then uh, you have uh, UFC two forty, which is Holloway versus Edgar, and uh, Cyborg uh, Cyborg versus uh, Spencer. And that's the twenty seventh. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then. Um, the following fight after that is a fight night. Uh, it's uh, Covington versus Lawler. That's going to be great. And then you have uh, Jim Miller versus Clay Guida. It's also on oh, that wow. card. I, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Another um, uh, UFC. Yeah. Another UFC uh, Hall of Famer uh, in Clay well, Guida. Yeah, cl- yeah. I believe both of those guys are going to be Hall of Famers by the end, you know. Uh, I would say Jim Miller should be on there for that fight against uh, Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Plug talk right there. Yeah, go see that fight. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, So then uh, after that, you've got another fight night, which is uh, Shevchenko versus Liz Carmouche, as we stated, the former Marine, Mm -hmm. and then um, uh, Mike Perry's on that card. We talked about that. Platinum Mike. And yeah, who's he fighting? Uh, Mike Perry is fighting. Uh, Vince Vicente. Okay. Um, so this okay. is for Vince Vicente. I believe is ranked number ten, right? Uh, I don't have the rankings in front of me. Okay, so but he is a top fifteen uh, fighter. Mm-hmm. So this would be this would be Mike Perry moving into the top fifteen. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, UFC two forty one, which is uh, Cormier versus Miocic two, Pettis versus Diaz. And uh, Yoel Romero versus Paulo uh, oh, Costa. Gosh, I'm so yeah. freaking! I cannot wait to do an episode on that. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Yeah. Woo! That is that is that is a fighter. That is a fight fan's dream of a car uh, right there. Javier Asanco. Uh, Asanco. Asanco. 
a Sun Tzu. I can never say it. Never. It's okay. Oh. Uh, That's like fights, me saying uh, Ian. Yeah, good point. Uh, Corey, uh, or or Peter versus Pelter. Um, he fights uh, Corey Sandhagen. Okay. So, And then um, after that, it's a fight night. And uh, Jessica Andrade defends her belt yeah. against, uh, what's her name, Zhang. Um, I'm not sure what's her first name, but I know she is a Chinese fighter or Japanese fighter. I think she's Chinese. I don't want. Yeah, to get, she's yeah. Chinese. So she has a chance to be the first. Yeah, this is a uh, first and, Chinese and, champion in the UFC. Yeah, Welly. Uh, it's probably not Welly, but Welly's uh, Zhang. Okay. Um, I wonder yeah, where they so doing that fight. Are they doing it in the Saitama? They're doing right it now? in China. Oh, oh, okay. So she is a Chinese fighter. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Dope. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that the that the champ is defending in China. Yeah. Well, hey, Rose went to um went to um Brazil, so. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's it. Besides, yeah, because we we just oh no, we, didn't get, my bad. It's okay. My bad. I I, I did leave the one out. Um, the Khabib versus uh, Poirier. Khabib versus Poirier, and then the one, the only other one announced past that that does not have a date. And Khabib versus Poirier is the same card as Anthony. Um, is that that's the same card as Anthony Pettis versus uh, Nate Diaz? Or no, that's no, I already named you already that. Named one. that. That's a, There's that's a second Cormier. fight on that card. That's crazy. I mean, is it not in Abu Dhabi? Paul Felder versus Edson Barboza. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Paul Felder versus Edson Barboza. And then the only other fight I think that is announced after that, which is, which doesn't have a date or a doesn't have a date or a venue yet because they're still trying to figure out if they want to do it in Australia, is a beast of a fight, which is going to be Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. And that's going, that's mm-hmm. going to be a treat, and, and I believe they want to do it around October or November. That's yeah, going to be a treat. they don't have uh, they don't have the events listed out yeah. to October. Yeah, that's um, going to be a treat. I think Pitbull is going to fight in uh, it's Tiago Silva. I think mm-hmm. he fights. Um, it's it's not it's not officially announced yet, but it looks like they want might want him to fight in uh, September twenty eighth, and then uh, Cookie Monster is going to fight uh, September twenty first in Mexico. Okay. So we do got to Which is interesting fight. because they did call out Dana on like when are you going to come yes. back to Mexico? Yes. And uh, one of so. the fights that they was asking for, which I did see some buzz around the internet, which I was very excited for, is uh, Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. And I believe that mm-hmm. that should be a headline in Mexico, man. Mm-hmm. Brian Ortega versus Yair, sign me up for that mm-hmm. one right there. It might be on that card. That um, would be. That yeah. should be the card, unless they got. Yeah. I don't. Uh, who should headline over that? Five rounds of Brian mm-hmm. Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. Give that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's all I got, man. That's all the upcoming fights, and uh, we'll do a um, right before the uh, the fight night with uh, um, Deronda May and, and Lod. We'll do a um, a quick pick. Yeah, we can do a quick pick episode. Give a little breakdown on on who we think. Is gonna do it. Hey, you wanna you wanna put a we, we should we should we should we should uh, like better pizza on this or like better you know make it interesting. I don't know. Shannon and uh, and Skip do a case of do. I, I I don't know what you like, but we 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 should make it we should make it a little a little interesting. Hmm. It's something random. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have. We'll think of something financial, but yeah. I mean, it's only in a couple of days. Was it? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. I like food. I will bet you. So we'll I will bet the, you a mother freaking Zen burger on on it. 
Yeah, we'll we'll do the quick picks uh, Saturday morning before the fight. That fight's in Cali, so we'll have. Uh, yeah, we got time. We can try and do Friday or Saturday. Do the quick picks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, matter of fact, or we can just uh, we could probably try and do our quick picks on Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, our Twitter is um, at round underscore one underscore podcast, and uh, we're still working on the uh, the round one Instagram. But you can follow me Chico Sticks eighty nine. That sticks with an X. And you can also and follow can, me at uh, Lou Legacy. Um, uh, Lou underscore Legacy. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to be. Yeah, I'm always I'm always posting something about highlights from you, the fighter. If you if you want a good uh, letter by letter, character by character fight, uh, yeah, definitely hit Lou up in the comments. This man battles in the trenches. I have watched it several times where it randomly comes up a post, and I'm like, oh shoot, I know that guy. I like. Oh shit, here he goes again. <laughs> I like good dialogue. I like good dialogue. Deep in the trenches, man. I like good dialogue. Deep in the trenches. But, but um, um, check us out. Yes, sir. As always, you guys have a good night. God bless. Round one.